0: Donovan works right to left, rolling his Rudy to the rim, and he hammers! Put that one high up above JaVale McGee. Here's Donovan, comes off his right hand, Danny Green strips it. Bear picks it up and hands to Moutier. 14-12, Jazz down. Moutier rises and fires into a three and hits. Caldwell Pope pulls into a mid-range jumper, misses. Offensive rebound, kick back out to Daniels for the dagger three, got it. Troy Daniels is a catch-and-shoot sharpshooter. Lakers with their largest lead by 10. Danny Green for the Lakers to the front court. Danny Green crosses over. Spins, Donovan's right with him. Wild shot, no good. Gobert loses the rebound off his shoulder. Long out left Ingles. Nobody's back. Ingles to the rack layup. Good. This is one of the ugliest basketball games I have seen in a long time. And somehow the Jazz are still in it. High pick and roll, Ingles. Off Gobert. Stops at the elbow. Finds Donovan. Attacking. Underhand. Scooping. Scoring. Donovan. Mitchell. And with 107 left in the second, the Jazz are on a 13-2 run. Add pass. Stolen by Caruso. Trying to force it. Fast break. LeBron to the cup. Blocked by Donovan. Off the glass. Out to Conley. To the front court, bounce to Ingles, lobs at the Donovan, but it's intercepted by the Lakers. But Caruso drops it, Gobert picks it up, hands back to Donovan, and now he dunks it. We can't do anything regularly tonight. It has to have a little misconduct somewhere along the way and a mishap. Donovan ball fakes, terminates in the wing, back to Conley, seven on the clock. Conley looks reluctant to go to work. Now he drives by Bradley to the window, floats and scores. Mike Conley's first field goal tonight the night at the 6.05 mark of the third quarter. Ron misses the free throw, goes and gets his own miss. Kick out to Daniels. Four seconds left in the quarter. It's good. And the Jazz are all of a sudden being run out of the gym. A 19-point deficit at the end of the quarter.
1: There you have it last night, Jake. We are here. This is the Saturday show. Great montage there by our guy Eric back there in the studio. This is the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network, and we are live and alive, Jake, at Larry H. Miller Chevrolet here in Murray in my oh, neck of the woods.
2: Yeah, we're not, what, are we two minutes from your house right uh, now? Roughly.
1: <laughs> Depends on if how fast I can turn left <laughs> out of here, and then I, it's right up the road. There you go. So Sweet. we are in my, my home community of Murray, cool. and we are uh, glad to be back here at Larry H Miller Chevy in Murray, uh, 5500 South State Street. Really easy to find. Big mm-hmm. blue building. Uh, Jake, you brought your Chevy in for some Correct. work today. Uh, it's always handy when. You it works it out, in.
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I love these guys. They do a great job taking care of my vehicles, of me and my wife's. And, yeah, well, I'm excited to be here. I've got some awesome vehicles in the showroom floor. Definitely, right now, and way. they've
1: got some great deals for our listeners today. Uh, there's some crazy discounts this weekend. You can get $6,000 off any 2019 Traverse, Equinox, or Colorado that's in stock. You can pick up any half-ton turbo or 19 Silverado heavy-duty in stock and save $12,000 off of sticker. And then if you purchase the new Chevrolet, Jake, uh-huh. You will get two ski passes to Solitude. Sweet, two season passes, not oh, just so you, not just a couple of okay. one day trips. You get season passes, to,
2: so you can uh, ski or snowboard all all winter long with your new Chevy. Yep, pieces. and also you can okay. get two
1: Lower Bowl Jazz season, or Jazz tickets with any new vehicle. while supplies last, and there's zero percent financing. It's available for seventy two months and on select vehicles. And mere five minutes ago, uh-huh. right before you got here, you're running a little behind, so you yeah. missed this part of it. I've got a stack of some jazz tickets here, and if you come in and take a te- just take a test drive uh-huh. on any vehicle, they will give you a pair of jazz tickets for. Which let me game? Check. Uh, multiple games. It's a pretty big one, Jake. This will be October 30th against. Oh wow! The LA Clippers. So Kawhi Leonard in town. Kawhi Let's Leonard go. in town. So come in and check it out. If you come in and you take a test drive on any car, they will give you. A pair of Jazz tickets. That's a pretty good deal.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm sad I missed that. Like I, I was actually had my car in the service center. Yeah, I was like, I where, walked are, right where over. is Jake? But I you've
1: know. probably been here longer than I have. No, I actually haven't. I actually oh, really?
2: to Listen, you. to you. I just, it was real quick. I dropped my car off, told them I needed them to check out on it. They did some paperwork, and away we went.
1: Well, that's so, awesome.
2: Sweet. Yeah, they, they're quick, they're painless, and they'll take care of your car for you. No yep, problem. so come on
1: down, come see us. We've got also tons of Jazz shirts. We've got um, these Jazz paperweights. Yes. or desk ornaments, or whatever you want to call them, but mm-hmm. they're super popular. Oh, yes. If you notice yeah. they're always disappearing. We've also got some hats left over, so come in, come check us out. Say, hey, Jake will uh, Jake will give you a high five or something.
2: We've got some awesome shirts, by the way, Five for the Fight. Yep, got some
1: Five for the Fight. We'll get into that a little bit yeah. later. This has been a huge week for the Jazz, both on and off the court. So there's a lot to talk about, Yep, especially that game last night. There's college football this evening um, with – BYU on a bye week, but Utah taking on Cal, Utah State taking on Air Force. Two big games for each team. Uh, we're hoping to catch up with Hans Olson later in the show and Scott Gerard as they are going to take care of the coverage of those games here on the Zone Sports Network. Lots of games going on right now. Oklahoma's in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin played in a wet <laughs> slobber knocker, I guess you could call it. And then Big Ohio- Ten
2: football, Adrian. And then
1: hey, yeah. My Gophers are 7-0. and
2: They are 7-0. and That's the impressive part right there. They are
1: still in it for the playoff. Oh, Can't argue that I'm wrong.
2: Do, who else do they have? They still have Ohio State and Penn State defense? No, they've
1: got Penn State and Wisconsin and Iowa. Oh, so okay. three ranked teams left right. over. But they're not going to win them. But they yeah. are as of now. It'd be fun if they did. Yes, it would. So a lot to talk about today. We've got tons. Jazz, yes. all-star games, five for the fight patch. Correct. College football. It's going to be a fun day.
2: It is. It's going to be a fun day. We're excited to, to have everybody listening in. If you are out and about, come on by. We're right here on State Street. You guys know exactly. We're, that auto mile right here along State Street in Murray is a fantastic place. We're right inside the dealership entrance. Come on by. Say hi. Pick up some gear. We'd love to say hi to you guys. It's hard to miss this dealership. Let's put it that way.
1: Nope. And they, we've been here before. Last time I was here, the Jazz Bear lit off a... Uh, like a firework if behind i knew my head. where that
2: audio was at we need to, we would need to play it but i don't know where it's at so maybe it's lost it was good.
1: one of those um a popper or whatever it's well it's the a cannon con- confetti cannon yes. thing and but he, industrial sized, and it went off right behind my head he i nearly it cursed.
2: It, literally cursed literally inches from our head we did yeah, not you, see him coming you about cursed and then i about jumped out of my chair you know
1: what's funny is actually might be like a year ago it's roughly almost a year ago that we were here because so. my uh my, one of my social media things because I took a picture of you covered in silly string.
2: Oh, you're right. Yeah, because he did. He shot. And a it silly happened this string. week, actually. So it would have been last so he, October you know, that we were here. Scared the crap out of it us. It did. In, man. <laughs> it did. So
1: actually, we're against a wall this time, so no one's sneaking up behind me. This time. watch thing. him still pull it yeah. off somehow. Uh, but Jake, let's start today with the Jazz. Okay, and we'll let you know some of the uh, some of the scores from around um, college football later on in the show. But the Jazz last night, they fall by nine points to the Los Angeles Lakers in what can only be described as a defensive ugly. uh, Defensive ugly. (laughs) Defenses both played really well. The offenses struggled, uh, and in the end, the Jazz fell to the Lakers. They didn't get a lot of help for Donovan Mitchell. It was a LeBron James special. Uh, The Lakers came out in the second half by moving Anthony Davis to the five
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, when they had started JaVale McGee in the first half and had Davis at the four, and that seemed to work for them. But a lot went on last night. Jake, what were some of your takeaways from that game?
2: Well, here's the thing. So Donovan Mitchell goes and swats a LeBron James layup, and it seems like as and soon as – And then dunks it, it on the other end. It dunks it yeah. on the other end, yes. And then as soon as that happens, it was like LeBron James was activated. Does that make sense? Yes, like, it was. It, like, it, like switched flipped a switch for LeBron, and he just took over this game. And at that point, the Jazz were dead in the water, I felt like. They couldn't do anything to stop him. Like you said, in the second half – uh, the Lakers came out, started Alex Caruso instead of Javale McGee in their starting five in the second half, mm-hmm. and moving Anthony Davis to the five gave the Jazz all kinds of problems. Rudy, I love him as a defender, but when you have a guy like Anthony Davis who can drag him out to the three-point line and has the ball skills to cross him up and go right to the rim, it's tough to defend. So yeah, but I
1: don't. Know, I'm gonna have to slightly disagree because okay. I thought Anthony Davis struggled. Mightily, struggle. Yes,
2: he did struggle, but him. What I'm trying to say is him dragging Rudy out to the three-point line opens opened up, up mm-hmm. the lane for the Lakers to get to penetrate. Uh, Troy Daniels. I don't know what that guy. He, he loves playing the Jazz. He's been around the league a little while. It kind of bounced around. Yeah, but he. But he had when nice he plays the Jazz. It seems like he is on point. He hit some big threes there. I'll give credit to the Jazz and especially to Donovan Mitchell. They battled in this game. They hung in there when it looked like they could easily have just waved the white flag and given up. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Quinn Snyder said, "You know what? This isn't worth it." About four and a half minutes to go in the game, he kind of waved the white flag, the proverbial surrender. Put the third stringers in, second and third string units. Yeah, in. Darrell
1: Brantley's first play <laughs> as an NBA player was LeBron James bullying him for yeah, a layup.
2: That was that was not ideal. But hey, you you you, you learn. gotta get there sometime. You, you yep. learn from that. I just
1: thought it was interesting. I I thought it was funny because he was like, Jarrell Brantley, NBA debut, LeBron James layup. Correct, yes. Not a lot of people can slow LeBron James. No. Anyway, but
2: but – it was, a, it was a game that the Jazz, I think, will learn from. Their shooting is still an issue through the first two games of the season. They just have not been shooting well. The three-point attempts were also a concern last night. What we end up, what'd they end up with? Uh, uh,
1: the Jazz only took 25 threes.
2: Out of how many total field goal attempts? Uh, somewhere in the
1: 60s, I, th- yeah. I think. And just Yeah, the... not very many. They took 70 shots. Correct. Only 25 okay. of them were threes. Yeah. That's two games in a row where they haven't shot a lot of three-pointers. There's
2: been a lot of mid-range Um,
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that's how teams are starting to game plan against the Jazz, but not really what we're used to, especially in uh, this day and age when it comes to Jazz and NBA basketball. Uh, There's no boy on Bogdanovich. Who knows what that could have made a difference. He was out uh, with that ankle injury from the first game. But, yeah, the three-point shooting wasn't there. Uh, Mike Conley still hasn't found his groove as a member of the Utah Jazz as he – Let's see, he went 3 of 11 from the field last night. Uh, better than He made more than one field goal, but still kind of struggling yep. to find his footing with this team. He's getting shots, but missing them. Sh- I'm not worried about Mike Conley yeah. at all, but that's kind of been the story a little bit is when a guy who can average 20 points yeah. a game mm-hmm. when he's not delivering on that. Then Donovan Mitchell kind of had to press last night. And in the third quarter, I mean, Donovan was incredible.
2: Yes, he was. He, he was. had
1: 12 points in the third quarter, kept them in an arm's – you know, kept the –
2: Within an arm's reach. W- yeah, kept it right.
1: within an arm's reach, and unfortunately, they didn't have a lot else going
2: Yeah, uh, for them. Well, one thing I noticed from the Lakers last night, I don't know if it was by – I'm assuming it, it was by design – they actually prevented a lot of the Jazz corner three shooting from taking place. Does that make sense? Yes. They ran guys off the three-point line in those corner sets, and they did not allow the, the Jazz to penetrate and kick to the corners to shoot those threes. That's what the Jazz have made kind of their living on with their three-point shooting mm-hmm. during Quinn Snyder's tenure as head coach with the Utah Jazz. And yeah, I, I'm assuming that it wasn't by accident the Lakers did that, but it definitely hurt the Jazz because they weren't able to get that normal penetrate into the lane, kick it to that mm-hmm. corner, and have a guy hoist up a three. I agree that having a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich not out there hurt them because he is a sharpshooter who can hit from any point on the court and not having him there to have that consistent three point threat, I think it definitely hurt the Jazz in that loss.
1: Yeah, and they I mean defensively the Lakers were super aggressive like you're oh, yeah. talking about.
2: They they were
1: and the hands jazz, on yeah, and the Jazz couldn't <laughs> Couldn't quite get the offense rolling. Correct. Um, not something I'm concerned about. If I was a Jazz fan, it's this is a new group trying to mm-hmm. learn a new system. Oh, it's and a, a lot of guys still have, gelling. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of guys are playing completely different roles than they did on mm-hmm. previous teams, and now uh, they're trying to figure. And I think eventually it's going to click. There was, you know, we had the conversation in the off season: how fast are the Jazz going to be able to make this work? And you know, it's kind of split. People thought, oh, they're going to be able to right away because you know they're all such good players. Yeah. The system is so good. It's going to be quick and others thought well maybe it's going to take some time. I'm getting more on the side of it might take some time. Now the defense if you only allow a team to score 95 points in today's NBA, mm-hmm. you're doing some good things. And it took LeBron nearly a triple double effort to do it. Yes. 32 from him and I think 21 from Anthony Davis. So
2: Yeah, there were the turnover issues for the Jazz were a that was the big concern one. last yeah. night. I believe they finished with 21 or 22 total turnovers in the game, mm-hmm. maybe 23 now that I think about it. But you can't have that and expect to compete against a team that's expected to be among the best in the West this mm-hmm. year. Have two of the top ten players in the NBA currently. It's a it's recipe for you to go on the road and lose a game. Now, the Jazz have an opportunity tonight to come back and really work on, I think, some of the things that they learned from last night's game as they take on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Kings are a different team than the Lakers, obviously. Every team has their own identity. A guy like De'Aaron Fox, it's going to be imperative that the Jazz defend prevent him from getting into the lane tonight. Yep. And last night, I don't think the Lakers' goal was necessarily to penetrate and kick. It was just they were essentially playing kind of the... Yeah, well,
1: it was LeBron back you down, pick and roll. Yeah, with exactly. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis and Davis, then, an attack. And, and then some guys hitting threes on the outside. Yeah, Troy they're, Daniels. They were attacking
2: those. downhill, I guess yep. is the term I'm trying to use. And the, so tonight, the Jazz, I think it's a different look with Aaron Fox kind of running the show for Sacramento yeah. where he likes to penetrate and then kick to the corners, kick back out for threes. Guy like Marvin Bagley not playing tonight though, yep. will help the Jazz because he's a similar guy to Anthony Davis that drags Rudy Gobert out of the lane and prevents them from playing the defense that they like to play normally. So. Yeah, uh,
1: Marvin Bagley out four to six weeks with that broken thumb he suffered on the first night of the season. Yep, which is too bad to hear. He's some, when they had, uh, when the Jazz hosted him. Yes. and the Kings he played really nice and he seems like a guy, I mean that.
2: He's developing nicely. That right? bagley
1: Doncic first couple picks there in that <laughs> draft, now that DeAndre Ayton's out for 25 games. but We need to talk about that. Yeah, we point. will. But uh, Bagley is someone t- I hate to see just a thumb injury take a guy to- out of the loop for four to six weeks, and he's such a pivotal part of what the Kings do. Correct. Um, De'Aaron Fox last night went down with a hip injury, but he's, last night in the postgame he said, we've got a quick turnaround, i got to be mm-hmm. ready to go against the Jazz. They're 0-2, I believe, on the season. So it seems like maybe a game already that the Kings are thinking we need to go out there and we need to go on the road and win a game. Buddy he healed, a guy who just got a contract extension but also um has is a little
2: bit all right, perturbed so, about it, but Yeah, but he got his deal done. But he got his deal done. And he's a he's a legit three-point threat. He yep. can, he shoots at a high level. So here's you go. This is the latest injury report just came out from the Utah Jazz. Uh and it comes out Marvin Bagley officially out. Harry Giles for the Sacramento Kings, doubtful with left knee soreness. Darren Fox, who you just mentioned left sore hip, he is questionable for tonight's game. And he
1: said, he did say I have bad hips. That's what he said yeah. last night. He said, I have bad hips anyway, so we'll see kind of yeah. what or I think he said tight hips. Yeah. I've got tight hips anyway. Let's see what we can do with that.
2: And then the Jazz Boyan Bogdanovich officially questionable once again for tonight's game okay. with that left ankle sprain. So that's the latest we've heard in terms of the Scary
1: injury, injury out of Boyan but came back. Well,
2: pretty, that, pretty he, cool. he showed off his toughness and I I figured once he came back into that game, I was like, okay, we'll see how he feels tomorrow and whatnot. Because it seems like sprained ankles. If anybody has sprained an ankle playing bad, Basketball. Normally, you can finish out a, a, a short. You can play the game that you're playing in. It seems yeah. like the next day is when it really starts to the adrenaline. Hurt. Yeah. So you, you kind of got your way through it. We'll see if he's able to go tonight. It's a big opportunity for the Jazz tonight to go out there. Of course, this is, tonight is the debut of the new Purple Mountain jerseys tonight at Vivint Smart Home yes, Arena. Yes,
1: I've seen it. You've seen the court? Yes, Looked it is cool. very cool. So because right. it's it was put down last night. So, very nice. Uh, it's very cool. Go check it out.
2: It should be a fun night. that's the that's the thing about it. I think what the Jazz learned last night is okay, the Lakers, they're gonna be a tough out this year, and if we wanna be among the best like people are hoping that we're gonna be this year, well we gotta play at that level. We gotta play with those guys. You have be to beat them. I think a lot of things went wrong for the Jazz last night, but it's a lot of stuff that I think that you can correct as this team comes together. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah,
1: last night was a that was effort by the stars in the Lakers mm-hmm. uniforms, you know. Um, They, I'm still. I got a lot of questions about the Lakers. I think, I think LeBron's going to be very good this year. I think Anthony Davis can be very good, but mm-hmm. I want. I think they need Kyle Kuzma to be back out there. Correct. I think they, they definitely. As weird as this sound, they need Rajon Rondo out there a little bit mm-hmm. to run that backup point guard. Quinn Cook's been okay, Um, uh, but I, I've got questions about their depth. But when you've got AD and LeBron on your team, it um, cures a lot. I think of AD's got to change his game up a little bit, though. I he that. That 18 foot fade away just wasn't working last night. Maybe it's because Rudy's so good. Also, credit to Rudy. He got that LeBron and AD tried to slam a jam on top of him, and he went. he, and he stopped. He committed fouls. Yes, but, but he was he, not about to let him it, it jam was, on. Yep, it was not about for, that happened. So kudos to Rudy, and he was the only one who stayed on his feet both times.
2: Correct. Yes, but
1: but tonight I, I think you're right. I think it's all about. Uh, they got to find that offensive rhythm, and they got to continue to play defense.
2: Yeah, well, and the thing is, they've they've given up 95 points in back to back games. So the the Jazz defense is obviously still legit, elite defense at least through the first two games of yeah. the season. That's a good sign because I think we all worried about in the preseason. These guys are giving up 118 points on average. What in the world's going on? Yeah. Then they come out in the regular season. They've given up 95 points in back to back games. I think it shows that the defense is definitely still there now can they get the offense in sync and start scoring points in bunches like they were in preseason that would be nice to see
1: and we'll get into more jazz later including uh the all-star game coming to salt lake city that's exciting Uh, other announcements this week as five for the fight and qualtrics continue their partnership Mm -hmm. uh with the jazz long term too long term with the jazz uh and their patch as well so there's a lot to get into hopefully we may let you hear from gail miller as well owner of uh the utah jazz as well as the company and uh uh, she had some great things to say on the big show following um, that All Star game announcement. So, pretty yep. cool. Cool times in Jazzville.
2: And we're hoping to have Hans Olsen and Scotty In fact, G. we're going to have Hans next. Oh, sweet. Awesome. That was my
1: Let's next So, Hans Olsen will be joining us next. Talk to Utah talk Cal. Utah Cal, as well as a little Utah State Air Force and some other tidbits across college football. Okay, His thoughts it.
2: on BYU on their bye week. Totally. Maybe.
1: So, uh, come down and see us. We're here. LHM Chevy of Murray, 5500 South State Street. Really easy to find. Um, if you come in and see us and you talk to our guy Austin here and you come in for a test drive of a car, you get two Jazz tickets for the Clippers game. But you got to come in, test drive the car first, and then you can uh, walk out with you those You see jazz that cart tickets. out there? Yeah.
2: Golf cart with the Chevy logo on it. I, I like love it. it. It's awesome.
1: Also, <laughs> if you come and purchase a new Chevy, you'll get two season passes to Solitude and uh, also you can get two nice lower bowl Utah Jazz tickets with any new vehicle while supplies last. Uh, so that's a pretty sweet deal. Absolutely. They want to get you in a new yeah. car. These Chevys are awesome. Uh, we're looking at a Camaro right in front of us. Yeah. I would drive away with that. It's a sweet ride. So yeah. uh, come down. Come see us. Um, and uh, we'll be here until 4 o'clock. Correct. Hans Olsen coming up next here on The Saturday Show.
0: Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, We've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Mm.
1: Welcome back to Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. We're here live at LHM Chevy of Murray. Come see us, fifty five hundred State Street. Really easy to find. We're happy to be here. Jake's car's getting worked on as we speak. Correct. It's really handy when well, you have a Chevy and we come to a Chevy dealership.
2: Exactly. They they took all the ten minutes to, to figure out what was wrong with it. They're fixing it right now. Oh so. cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, they'll get it done quick. And if you come in for that service, they've got a great a uh, little lounge over there come hang out yeah. also come check out the cars you can get $6000 off any new 2019 Traverse Equinox in Colorado okay, so veteran I've, stock here.
2: I've got a family member who drives the Colorado loves the Colorado it's yeah an that's awesome cool truck, yeah,
1: yeah it's a really cool truck so and you you also come have check jazz it out jazz tickets too right? we've got jazz yeah. tickets for the um LA Clippers game but you got to come in you got to come take a test drive for any vehicle out there and uh, we will get you hooked up with Absolutely, those. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to Hans Olsen in a minute here, but before we do that, let's check out some, uh, some of the uh, scores from college football. Number five, Oklahoma on the ropes a little bit, but they are within seven, 48-41, mm-hmm. Kansas State with the lead. Um, they were down big time. I think it was 48-30 to 30 at one point. Correct.
2: They've rallied back. They're going to go for an onside kick. There's a minute 45 to go in the game comes down to one play, it looks like, and we'll see if Kansas State can recover this ball and, and see it out. Because I hope Kansas State wins
1: because I sent out a anti Oklahoma tweet. Your so, tweet was actually really funny, but I don't want it to look bad.
2: Yeah. So uh,
1: cold takes exposed coming for me. Um, <laughs> number three, Ohio State. They uh, they blow out Wisconsin at home, thirty eight to seven. It was ten nothing at halftime, and then Ohio State continued to uh, show why they are one of the top four teams in the country. Yeah. Number twenty, Iowa. They they shut out Northwestern 20-0. to zero. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's team is not having a very good go of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, he, he's got to figure things out. His quarterback play, Hunter Johnson, the quarterback from Clemson, was the five-star that transferred there. Yeah, I don't think he is as good as advertised. There's a reason why he was beaten out at Clemson, it looks like, and he's just not what he was projected to be. He's a decent quarterback, but he's not good enough for the level they need him to play at if if Northwestern wants to be an elite program.
1: I totally agree. And then uh, last night in the Pac-12, Colorado almost did a favor for the University of Utah. Yes, and then, that last night. And then uh, blew it.
2: Yeah, they blew it. Uh, Mel Tucker, k- punting that ball on the 38-yard line with it was uh, just under five minutes to go, maybe less than that. He decides to punt it on fourth down when he had a chance to go for it and really seal that game. He, he, he took that game out of his players' hands, and that's got to hurt a little bit because they yep. had that opportunity to win that game. So
1: USC, they win 35-31. to 31. Colorado, I think, was up two touchdowns at one point. And USC scores late t- twice, Yes, yep, two late touchdowns, and they uh, get the victory. Also in the Pac-12 today, Arizona at Stanford, number 24, Arizona State, is on the road at UCLA, and, of course, Cal, and uh, they are coming to town to take on see, uh,
2: Utah. One thing about that Arizona State game, I'm interested to see how they respond after last week because they got beat up by Utah last week, and we'll see how they respond to how the how this game goes. Yep. And Oklahoma just recovered the onside kick. They did. They did. The ball pinged off a bunch oh of legs, and Oklahoma gosh. comes up with it. So here well, we go.
1: Here we go. <laughs> I think I would pick um, Jalen Hurts to drive down the field. and what This is this is how you win a Heisman right here. Yeah. <laughs> you come back, and you win that game. All right, we'll talk to Hans Olsen in a moment here when we get him on the line. Uh, we're also going to talk to him about Utah State and Air Force. But what are some of the things you're looking for tonight as Cal comes to town? So, oh, oh okay. In fact, we do have Hans Olsen yeah. here on the line. Big thanks to Hans for joining us. We won't talk too much high school and college volleyball right now. We'll actually stick with football. <laughs> uh, but, Hans, how are you?
3: <laughs> I'm doing good. I've been on the line for the last five minutes. I, I actually oh, heard oh, your no, last no. two <laughs> segments, so. It it was fun oh, no, All right, cool, yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, where where are we at time wise in that game? You, I heard Jake say that Oklahoma just got the recovery. How much time's yeah, left in 40, this?
2: Minute forty, minute forty three to go. The ball pinged off of a Kansas State defender's leg, and actually, and so they get the ball. It actually pinged about twenty yards downfield. So they're in Kansas State territory going in. We'll see how it turns
3: out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this down game. Down seven. It's unbelievable. I I don't. I, you know, you go into that fourth quarter and Kansas State's doing everything right. And, and that's actually, I was just sitting back watching this game and couldn't believe how Kansas State was controlling everything, but that's how a fourth quarter can go. And I can tell you yes, this, guys, is. you do not want to be in a team meeting room with a special teams coordinator after missing on, a, uh, on an onside cover team. That is yeah. a really tough meeting to have, and, and I've been a part yeah, of that. And they may get bailed out.
1: They're in your reviewing hands. it and may have gone off in Oklahoma. Illegal touching too, potentially. So we'll here, see. So. This could get interesting. As far as the national landscape goes, Hans, how do you feel like this college football season is stacking up as far as the entertainment value, just from a national?
3: Point well, I think it's. I think it's entertaining. I, I think that. I, you know, I, obviously, I want to see Alabama and Clemson. I want to see them go down. I want them to get beat every single weekend. I want the landscape to level out. I want the Pac-12 to have an opportunity to be a part of that Final Four. And so, you know, I, I'm sitting here watching Kansas State with my fingers crossed, hoping they knock off Oklahoma because there's just not a lot of opportunities for Oklahoma to suffer a loss. And and I, I really wanted to level out because I want to see the Pac-12 champion have an opportunity to represent as one of the four. Because once you get in as one of the four, anything could really happen, even though Alabama and Clemson have really dominated it. But I think it's been a really fun year so far. The Pac-12 is so bizarre. It's just, it, it, it's the twilight zone every single weekend. <laughs> You know, you guys were talking about how Colorado got knocked off USC or had an opportunity, and USC sealed that. USC is going to lose. They've got Arizona State and Oregon coming up, and they're going to lose one if not both those games. But I think it's been great, guys.
2: Yeah, it would have been a big break last night had Colorado Colorado held on, so that way Utah is – tied to top the Pac-12 South with USC already and I'm with you in the next two or three games I think USC could lose once if not twice and that'll be interesting but hands looking at Cal tonight this is a Cal team that just looks inept on offense defensively they're very stout should there be any worry on Ute fans parts going into this game
3: Yeah, a lot of worry because it's just the the sense of the Pac-12 right now and you know just watching the way this Oklahoma Kansas State game started I know Kansas State's a better team than Cal, but I think that Oklahoma is is more of a separation between, uh, or or has more separation between themselves and Kansas State, or the same amount of separation. And Kansas State came out, punched them right in the face, and left them bloody for a bit here through three quarters. Let me let me know when they come up with that decision. I I, I really am sitting here on pins and needles.
2: It's, it's still good because
3: I, I was enjoying that game, but. They come out and punch him in the nose, and and they did it in in every category. They they really started rushing hurts and and forced him into some bad decisions, and they were controlling on the ground. They were were getting into third and shorts and controlling on the ground, and they were confusing the offensive fronts with all kinds of defensive pressures, and that's what Cal's going to come out and try to do. And depending on what we see at the quarterback position, whether you know, it's a it's a hobbled quarterback or a second or third string quarterback, Cal's gonna come out and try to do what they did to Eason from Washington and that Washington offensive front. They're they're gonna come out and I, I think they're gonna throw all caution at the wind. And I think that Wilcox is gonna have a, a really good defensive game plan put together. So you know, I think Utah is a much better team, and I think that they've got weapons to make them pay on some of those gambles and some of those pressures. But who knows? You know, you'd think Oklahoma could have made sense of it. They're the, the number one offense in the country, and it looks like they're just stuttering at times. Uh, you know, figuring it out here with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter to put twenty some odd points up in the in the last couple of minutes. But I, it's always a worry to me now in the Pac-12 because i've seen so many things this year that have made no sense to me and so yeah the sense is utah should beat them but yeah i'm i'm always worried i'm i'm always sitting back watching these things play out and, and to to see if the team that's better can actually win the game
1: uh, Ed, and it looks like kansas state will get the ball back as a illegal touching on that onside kick
2: Oh. So.
3: That's a hard. An Oklahoma player That's hard.
2: went to go throw that block. You know how it goes Hans. You have that first wave of guys and he hit the ball pinged off his leg originally. When it looked like it was a Kansas State player. So reverse the call. Kansas State's going to hold on and win it looks like.
3: That's great news. That is great yeah. news for the Pac-12, no question. Um Hans, with this
1: uh, game tonight for uh, Cal and Utah, um one thing for Cal that Cal has, they may be inept on offense, but they have a proud and hard hitting defense and uh Last week, we saw the Utes cough the ball up a few times. Do you think that's a cause for concern for the Utes, or is that mostly just weather playing the hand in that game?
3: Yeah, I think that was the weather, and obviously, I think tonight's going to be an, just an incredible evening. It might cool down mm-hmm. quite a bit, but it's going to be an incredible evening. You're not going to have that sleet. That's probably the most difficult ball-handling weather was what you had on Saturday, and and then, you know, you had Tyler Huntley, who was, who was banged up and, and hobbled up a bit, and he threw kind of a, a strange pass, a straight, made a, a strange decision, and, and there was actually two throws that could have ended up in picks, but only one did. The way they started that second half was baffling, man, where Huntley gives up a fumble and then throws a pick. and I don't expect any of that tonight. I expect Ludwig probably jumped down these guys' throats, they probably in the locker room blamed it on the bad weather and said, "Hey guys, let's just sure it up for this Cal game." But I don't, I don't expect any of that, and and I'm not saying that Cal can't force one or two, but there's no way they force four.
2: Yeah, last week, and actually yesterday, uh, we had Kyle Gunther on with DJ and PK, and he said that the game plan, if he were an opposing defensive coordinator, the game plan against Utah for him is to hit Tyler Huntley until he can't go no more. And he's not saying to go out and just try and injure him like with a with an illegal hit. He said just hit him constantly, and you, you get to that backup quarterback situation for Utah, and he feels like that's the best opportunity for any team to beat Utah. Would you agree with that assessment?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd go after him as much as I could. And what I would do, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm looking really close at what's going on with Darren Paulo at the tackle position because if Darren Paulo's out, then you're going to see a jumble. You'll either see this Bam Ossini who will move in at tackle, uh, and then hopefully you can keep Simi Mawala on his natural-born side and leave your guards intact and not have to move things around. If not, then you'll move Simi to the left side. You'll take Nick Ford out of the guard position and put him at the right tackle. And then uh, last week they took Donnie Maya, and they put Maya on the inside. So you had a jumbled look. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm doing exactly what Gunther said. I'm I'm looking at that offensive line. I'm saying, all right, where's my leaks? And who can we take advantage of? And if I am seeing Bama Ossini... I'm going to test his ability to to take on a speed rusher, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to check his his ability to to pick up different line stunts, and we're going to really push this offensive line and see what we can get out, get out of them. See if we can find a couple of open looks. But I, I would I would pressure. I I think Cal's got some corners that they can man up, but. A quick release and some quick decisions could make them pay. It was crazy watching that Washington Cal game, and Washington, Washington could never figure it out. They could yeah. never figure out the hots. They could never figure out the quick releases. They couldn't figure out the gap separations and the run blitzes that Cal was putting out there. So Utah may have to make some quick adjustments because that's probably how Cal's going to come out and try to go uh, try to defend against. The
1: Utah offense. Hans Olson with us from uh, catching from twelve to three every day on the Zone Sports Network with Scott Gerard, and uh, Hans will have your Utah pregame coverage there from uh, up on Garzman's Way with Frank Dolce today. So make sure you listen to that. Also, postgame coverage here on the Zone Sports Network. Um, Hans, you had a great conversation conversation with Kalani Satake, uh earlier in the week um, as BYU got that victory over Boise State. Uh, What did you see in that Boise State game from BYU that lends towards maybe getting a victory against Utah State going forward?
3: Um, What did I see from Boise State, Adrian? Yeah, or from
1: from, uh, BYU when they beat Boise State that will help them maybe going forward against Utah State in a couple weeks.
3: Oh, man. Well, first of all, the bye week could potentially be very helpful for them Mm -hmm. uh, to get some guys back and healthy. I think that the, the quarterback situation is going to be real interesting, and that was one of the points that Kalani made, where Zach Wilson has kind of dedicated himself to getting back into the lineup before this season's over. And because, you know, he played through the five games, so you can't pull the red shirt. If he'd only played four and broke that thumb, I would probably mm-hmm. talk him into taking the red shirt and see if we can extend his career by a year where he's a non-mission kid probably could have kept him around for another year Um, but he played past the four and he's going to want to come back and try to finish out the year and then Jaron Hall I think was probably able to play in that game against Boise State so you've got this weird quarterback jumper because Baylor Romney goes out and wins that game for you so strange situation going on but Well, I wouldn't say strange. I guess just a difficult decision that's got to be made because how do you go to guys and say I know you just beat the 14th team in the country, but (laughs) we're going to have to sit you this week. Um, But I think it is a good situation to have. Good, healthy competition going on there. And then you play two freshmen at the offensive line, and they played extremely well, and now you've got Salia Paga and Tristan Hodge that are coming back, and they're going to be ready to go after this bye week, and you got to figure out that lineup. There's just a lot of different questions you got to answer to get ready for this Utah State game because guys showed up and played extremely well in the positions that they were asked. You know, a guy like Finau, the running back, that showed up on the scene and ran his heart and guts out. It, it just felt like extra effort all over the field, guys.
2: Yeah, Hans, speaking of Utah State, they're facing off against Air Force, and you're a guy who played against Air Force your entire career playing at BYU. Is this the wrong type of opponent to have the week before a rivalry game against BYU for the
3: Aggies? Yeah, very much it is. I would hate to have this game before I play a rivalry game. Um, I, I hate having this game on my schedule. You know, people are always like, well, BYU needs to go back to the Mount Wisconsin." and I always say, well, if they replace Air Force, and don't have to play them every year because... <laughs> such a waste of time and and energy and effort and so much added effort and energy goes into it people don't get it man it's it's the dumbest week of the year um i remember coaches getting sand barrels out and rolling them at our legs and you had to stop the sand barrel with your hand and push your back leg off of it and then avoid the barrel and move forward and it's like if you miss the barrel then it hits you in your shins and you got bruised shins and then you're sitting there getting stimmed for the rest of the week. And then they take, they take two practice squad fullbacks and one practice squad tight end and run them downhill as fast as they can at the defensive ends. And they dive at your legs and ankles. And so you're practicing that all week. And then, then you're practicing high lows because apparently the Air Force is the only team in the country that can put hands on your shoulders and throw a center at your knees. It's just, it's just dumb, and I hate it. I hated preparation for it and hated playing that game. I I especially hated going to Colorado Springs and playing it in that stadium. Um, It's a tough place to play, and, uh, yeah, I hate everything about it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of that game, are you thinking Utah State goes out and gets the victory, though, either way?
3: Yeah, they're going to win this game. I was surprised to see Air Force had the the favor in that with Vegas giving them, I think it was at a a three-and-a-half point. Favorite, um, I have minus three and a half or minus four for Air Force in that game. I, I do think Utah State wins that game. I'm still sitting here just anticipating, uh, Jordan Love having a breakout game. Like at some point, he's gotta stop worrying about NFL scouts and Stop worrying about everything else in his life. And, and I don't know if he's dealing with grades or girls, or, but he's got to put everything aside and remember that he's one of the top five prospects in the country for a reason and go out there and put 45 points on the board. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's this week against Air Force.
1: That would be nice. That would be. Well, Hans, uh, we appreciate a few minutes out of you today. I uh, look forward to your coverage tonight against Utah, and hopefully i see you down at UVU in a couple weeks uh, for some volleyball tournament action.
3: Yeah, I'm going to see you down there for sure. And, and yeah. uh, it's, tonight's going to be fun. Remember, it's a 5 o'clock start on the Utah pregame show yeah, correct. with me and Frank, and we'll go till 7. The game kicks off at 8. We'll have the postgame going, but... I'm excited too because uh, we'll be doing the post game down there at Vivint Arena we got the jazz in Sacramento it's just man it, these are great days these are great Saturdays guys
1: yep definitely a lot of fun when the jazz are playing on the same days of college football so uh, Hansel, sure. uh thanks a lot and I appreciate it have a good night
3: all right we'll see you guys
1: okay see ya Hans Olsen there with uh, Utah Cal breakdown, also BYU-Utah State. Nobody does it better than Hans. He
2: does a great job. He gets and, out and covers a lot of stuff. Of course, he's a kind of our, our pre- and post-host for most yep. of these games, for, especially BYU and Utah, does a great job. In the yard
0: or making a quick trip to the home improvement store. We've got your back. It's going to be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a blast. Because that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, office. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome
2: back to the Saturday show. We are live today at Murdoch Chevrolet. 5500 South State Street. Come on by, guys. Check it out. Uh, Adrian is sitting on a pile of tickets here. If you come out and take a test drive, you'll see the Clippers Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. That is a great game. and It's going to be an ESPN game, obviously. Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers are off to a flying start taking on the Jazz. Should be a big opportunity there. Some great discounts as well we'll get to here in a moment. But, Adrian, of course, it is technical fouls time where we talk about people in sports and I guess just otherwise who have done stupid things during the week. Would you like to start off, or should I start off? I'll off go ahead. ahead,
1: Jake. You're All a right. I'm
2: going to start off today. Many people know the name Taco Fall. Mm-hmm. Of course, the tallest player in the NBA currently. playing. He's, on, he's a two-way player now for the Boston Celtics, and he is a guy that had a great career at UCF. And I think a lot of people wondered, can he make the translation to the NBA? And I think, by and large, he's proven that he's got the ability to play in the NBA. He's on a two-way contract playing for the main Red Claws right now, mainly. But guess what, guys? This week... He got himself put in concussion protocol. Uh-huh. And you're probably wondering, okay, what did he do to get himself put in concussion protocol? He decided to hit his head on a low ceiling and put himself in concussion protocol. Hitting, like, so six seven foot 5", hits his head on a low ceiling and puts himself in concussion protocol.
1: I can't imagine being that tall. Because I feel like I'm pretty tall and I'm really not in the scheme of, like, these kind of people. Yeah. Like, and I, like, sometimes, like, I can't really stand up in an airplane or yeah. anything. I just think about these seven-footers yeah. trying to get around. I'm surprised more people don't knock their heads.
2: He told Mass Live Wednesday he just finished a workout at the Auerbach Center there in Boston when he went to wash his hands and failed to notice a low ceiling causing him to hit his head. He didn't notice any symptoms until the next day and he woke up and didn't feel well. He wasn't active for the ga- team's first game against the Philadelphia 76ers as a result. So... Not good.
1: Careful there, taco. Not good. Uh, Technical foul on. um, I don't know who this is on. Is it on ESPN or is it on the company? Or
2: tell us the story and we'll 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 decide. uh,
1: So ESPN, they have the um, rights to the New Mexico Bowl, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was going to be brought to you by.
2: It's one of like sixteen bowls that they own, or something like that. And
1: it was going to be called the Dream House New Mexico Bowl. Okay. A supposed. Uh, production company down there in uh, new mexico
2: i think they actually already sponsor the stadium and the basketball arena the university of new mexico plays in if i'm not mistaken Maybe well that is
1: awkward because apparently they have found out that this company Dreamhouse productions may not even exist
2: hold on what? and they
1: have pulled the sponsorship from the bowl game uh it appears that they don't have a business license don't actually have an office don't actually and quite possibly don't exist
2: so you went into business with a company that doesn't exist for I a like about 3 weeks yep. roughly before you canceled this deal. I think this is on ESPN for not doing their due diligence on this. Just taking the money and being like, "Yeah, yeah we're good." Yeah, you must be a company. Yeah. Dreamhouse you say? <laughs> All right, we'll call it the Dreamhouse New Mexico Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's that's so awkward. Technical foul on 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 uh, ESPN, you have to do some due diligence yep. when you're putting these deals together, obviously. Yep. All right, I got one final one here. we am going to go over to England across the pond here. Well, we have seen the worst road, uh, well, worst home loss and biggest road victory in English Premier League history. Leicester went and played and won a match beating Southampton in the process. 9-0 ties for the biggest win in English Premier League history. It is the biggest road win for a team to win 9-0 on the road in Premier League history. So congratulations to Leicester City. But yeah, Southampton, woof.
1: How do you lose nine zero in soccer? Uh,
2: you get your butt and kicked. in the Premier League, you get your butt kicked. That's the biggest thing. So, yeah, that's so Sam, that's bad. And by for comparison, you know I'm a big San Francisco 49ers fan. Well, they beat the Washington Redskins nine nothing in a game last Sunday. It, it, that was an absolute slop fest. The rain just kept coming down at FedEx Field.
1: The Vikings also beat Washington.
2: They did. Congratulations to your Vikings. My team's still undefeated. Yeah,
1: that's that's <laughs> good. I I have a team that's undefeated.
2: Oh, yeah, I do. Minnesota of the Golden Ski you Gophers. Ma. Yeah, where's your hat? By the way, you should be wearing that. Today. I should be. Patagonia instead. I was trying to keep my hair out of the way. Today. <laughs> no, it's all right. It, but nine nothing in soccer—that's like the equivalent of like a seventy nothing blowout. Yeah, football.
1: Totally, uh, Jake. We are here. Yes. At LHM Chevy here in Murray, 5500 State Street, pretty easy to find.
2: Absolutely, yeah, you can't miss it. Bright blue building, come on by, check it out. they got a full service department, parts department. Of course, they have the showroom floor, all the cars on site. Crazy discounts this weekend, guys. Get $6,000 off any new 2019 Traverse, Equinox, or Colorado in stock. If you, want, if you want a truck, you can pick any half-ton turbo or 19 Silverado heavy duty in stock and save $12 thousand dollars off sticker price and right now Buy any new Chevrolet. Of course, you get two season passes to the Solitude Mountain Resort. You can ski or snowboard your choice all winter long with those passes in your new Chevrolet, guys. It's a fantastic way to do it. And, of course, get uh, two tickets if you come in and take a test drive right now to the Jazz game against the Clippers Wednesday night. And
1: also, you can get two nice lower bowl Utah Jazz tickets if you purchase a beautiful. Oh, sweet. All right. So there's a lot of things going on. You get lots
2: of Jazz tickets today. You can go to multiple games. Well,
1: supplies last on that. So if you want to go to a – jazz game in the lower bowl mm-hmm. which is a very exciting very exciting experience especially how in you the watch NBA. The game yeah. yes uh, and you so come get a test drive and you can get yourself two tickets to uh, the jazz clippers game but if you come buy car while supplies are lasting you get two lower bowl jazz tickets so absolutely a lot of stuff to give away so make sure and also we've got shirts we've got hats we've got
3: yeah, we got uh, plenty of gear.
1: Desk ornaments, we've yep. got stuff for you. So come down and see us. Jake, will give you a high five. It's Absolutely. a lot of fun. Uh, Coming up on the other side, we'll let you hear from Gail Miller, as there was a lot of announcements this week for the Utah Jazz, and um, Adam Silver was in town.
2: Yeah, we had the commissioner in Salt Lake City.
1: Yes, and he brought some big news with him. Correct. And uh, it was uh, that we're getting an all-star game here in Salt Lake, so that's pretty awesome. So yep. we'll get into all that coming up on the other side here on the Saturday show.